everybody, I'm Adam Hergenwalther. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today, I'm joined by my chief of staff, Hallie. Hallie, good morning. And you guys may hear my voice is not perfect today. I've been battling a, a little bit of a virus that um, I feel like is strong enough to take down like a herd of Cape Buffalo. But uh, excited to be here today and jumping into it because we have a really cool topic to discuss, which is uh, how do you 10x your thinking? And so the way we broke this down is we figured that there was five ways to 10x your thinking. And typically when people hear 10x your thinking, they naturally go to like 10x their sales right or it's typically at least is that what you thought Hallie like when you think about that or well perhaps when if you were saying asking the question 10 how do you 10x your results I might go to sales yeah but if you're saying how to 10x your thinking um I immediately go to um personal growth mindset exactly um or um some sort of inner work yeah that's exactly right. And I think that's what we get here today is 10x your your thinking which it's not necessarily tied to a specific um like a sales result. It can be. Right. Or action because I mean Exactly. depending on your position, your yeah. industry, yeah. it can completely vary. Yeah. Um but I do think it all comes down to well, any great thinking, in my opinion, comes down to asking great questions. Yeah. So number one, right, in order to 10x your thinking is to ask bigger and better questions. The way we like to really frame this too, and we've taught this for years, um, we kind of put in this context is like, if you think about your life in terms of your business or your personal life in terms of a box, and if you were to think about the two lines, the vertical and the horizontal line, and you know, the vertical line being your thinking and your horizontal line being kind of time and effort, if you will, right? And what, what typically happens is when you ask a particular question, what you're doing is you're actually end up boxing yourself into a particular answer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you also box yourself into, you can kind of look at it as like who, what, and how, right? Again, that's kind of the results that you end up getting. Um, so for instance, the example could be for like money, like how do I make, you know, $30,000 a year, or how do I make $300,000 a year or $30 million a year? They're the same question, but the the who, what, and how is going to be completely different. To get to that result. To get to that result. And I think right. that's really important for people to understand because the, this is why when people say elevate your thinking, the first thing to do is change your thinking. The reason why you do that is because it's going to determine the level of action that you end up taking. So it, it, the first step in 10x your thinking is like, how do I ask bigger questions? And I actually remember being in a Tony Robbins event, I don't know, probably six or seven years ago, where he said, he's you know, he said the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions. And I'll never forget that. Um, and a lot of that, and it's going back to the same question here, is because if you can ask bigger questions, questions, again, this is the first phase of 10x you're thinking, then if you're asking a bigger question, you're going to be searching for bigger answers. And I think the really cool thing about this is when you start actually on this journey, you end up becoming a, a 10x version of yourself versus a smaller version for, for thinking small. And really, when, when people say thinking small, all you're doing is just asking a smaller question. Mm-hmm. That's what thinking really is. Because... Oh, you're going to say exactly what I was going to say, aren't you? Go ahead. But, well, because what is thinking? Yep. Thinking is just literally asking yourself a question in your head. By yep. the way, we all know that little voice that's in there, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about it forever on the show, right? It's in there. It, you ask the question and then you try to go out and find that answer. So if it's just asking the question, why not implement really good questions and quality questions? And then the first step to this is just to elevate that question though. Yeah, I was just going to finish that thought that you just had, which is the thinking is asking yourself questions. And then that voice in your head is actually just answering it. Yes. And that's what the question, I mean, that's what thinking is. It's just 
sometimes it's done externally with another partner, yes. but a lot of times the thinking is yeah, just, it's, it's just in your head and you're asking questions and you're answering the questions. Yeah. And so training yourself or in elevating yourself to ask these bigger questions ultimately then um, elevates your entire thinking and thought process. Well, constantly too, right? So th even think about it, like, and people don't need to go out and do an Ironman, but um, I remember when I, when I first, my, my friend introduced me to doing an Ironman or triathlon, I didn't even know about Ironmans and he, we had signed up to do a half Ironman, right? And then probably three or four weeks into training, we elevated that question to how do I do a full Ironman, which was a completely who, what, and how you have to become com changed completely. Mm -hmm. The coach changed, the diet changed, the, the workout regimen changed. Now I'm just using that as an example. You don't have to go do that, but everything, the, the result, the action that you're taking to actually get and help answer that question mm -hmm. changes dramatically from that. And that's the first step. So again, it could be, you know, how do I go read a book a year? Right. Or how do I go read five books a month? Right. Totally different. Two totally different questions all around the same thing. So whenever you're, you're in, whenever you're faced with, look, I want to improve something in my life. Why not elevate that level of questioning? So why don't people do it? I don't know. That's a great question. Well, I think for yeah. one, people just aren't aware. I think they go, well, I'm just going to start small. Remember, sure. there's nothing wrong with actually starting small, but asking a big question. So people need to understand the difference between that. Yes, There's, because getting to three, 30 million, if that's the question, how do I yeah. earn 30 million? You have to start with the first 30,000. Yes. Right. Or even so. three grand. Right. Right. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So you have to take small actions. So get, I think sometimes people think that like, you know, how do I do an Ironman or how do I get to 30 million or how do I, you know, lose 30 pounds or whatever it is. When people ask these questions that they almost seems like impossible for them to get to. But the, that's the difference between asking the big question, right? And understanding that you're asking that so that it, it drums up a certain level of action that you have to take and the people you have to surround yourself by. Mm -hmm. I think this is a really important one too, because if you're, you know, there's a lot of ways to go make a hundred thousand dollars in business. A lot of ways. There's a lot of, there's less ways, but a lot of ways to go make a million dollars in business. There's very few ways to, when you start making over $10 million in business or whatever that, that number is, it starts, it's like a pyramid, right? And I always look at that, like the base pyramid, there's a lot of people making $100,000 a year. But then as you go up, it becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. And what you actually find is the people at the top are sharing almost the same philosophy, right? They're, 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 they're sharing the same thinking patterns and, and pretty much the same level of action. They may, they may be in different industries, but the, their, their thinking is almost identical to most other people which is that they're going to always implant bigger questions so that the results start showing up that are different and bigger. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think people, it's almost, sometimes I think people are, are also just um, not necessarily afraid, but they're, well, what happens if I actually accomplish it? Right. And I think that can kind of creep into people's mind as well too. And also it's, well, I don't want that. Right. Like I don't want that much money. Um, mm -hmm. and so it's almost like this, this different thing. Here's what I would rather say. Or says. want that complex life. Yes. I mean, it could, it's not necessarily always about money, but they yeah. see, um, sometimes people see the, you know, what someone who's externally successful, they're like, yeah. that life looks really complex or really complicated yeah. or they don't have any time. Well, this is where you get a, the opportunity to really focus the question. So again, we're, we're, we're talking about how do you 10 X your thinking? And the first step to doing this is to asking bigger and better questions. And so when you do, you end up every time that you ask a question, just understand it, that there's always a box around that question, right? There's always a box around that question. So you might as well increase the size of that box in uh, almost every question that you're asking, whether you choose to actually go fulfill the size of the box, that's up to you. 
right? Mm -hmm. But at least you are not trapping yourself into a level of thinking that that's going to hurt you later on down the road. This is giving you the options to be able to do the things that you want to be able to do. And then once you start thinking at that level and surrounding yourself with those um, individuals and starting to see um, some of the results of that thinking, it's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's impossible to go back to the previous level yeah. Of thinking. Right. I mean, well, people know this, right? Which is how you can keep growing. Exactly. People know this. I mean, once they've reached a certain level, once you've kind of reached, or once you see a certain way of being able to operate in life, it's hard to go back to that same level. Mm-hmm. It's very, impo- it's, it's actually almost impossible. impossible. Yeah. Now you may, you may, and this is where you've seen business owners who have failed businesses, but um, have come back and built multi-billion dollar companies or multi-million dollar companies because they may have gotten themselves into too much long-term debt or long-term contracts. So they made a mistake early on that ended up costing them the business, but they learned through that. And I think I forget where I was reading this. Maybe you and I were reading the same article where it was referring to, um, oh, maybe it was one of the rules of money, which is like actually understanding how to make money mm-hmm. versus just like haphazardly becoming wealthy somehow or, or getting money somehow. Like you score a big you know sales job or something along those lines. You happen to get it, but you don't really know how you did it. Right. And I think that's important. And so the first step into, into how of a lot of this is just to elevate your thinking. Right. And as you can think bigger, that's going to lead you to number two, which is. Thinking this new level of thinking yep. plus the actions that you take equal your results. Yeah. I mean, so when you, when you start thinking differently and it's in the reality is, is you could actually start taking a different level of action and it would change your thinking. It doesn't really matter which one you're going to play with first, but predominantly most people start with the thinking patterns. That's mm-hmm. it's like most people just don't start exercising than thinking about losing weight. Most people go, okay, you know, I'd rather, I need to go lose weight and I'm going to start exercising. Right. So that's just predominantly most people go with thinking first. Yeah. And I was going to say the, um, how quickly you get the results is how long the gap is between the thinking and the action. Yeah. Because for some people it's like me aiming, <laughs> is that, you know, we overthink yeah, and we can be in that thinking stage and we're elevating our thinking for years before we ever take the action. So it's actually, for me, it's like, you got to close that gap and make it faster. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for people that like to think and then overthink and then overthink their thinking of overthinking, yes. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's part of it is, is like think for a second and then just pull the trigger. It's actually jumping into that action. Yeah. Which is scary. Scary. Yeah. yeah. And for some other people, it's like who just pull the trigger all over the place. It's like they should probably stop and think for a little while. Right. Right. Because there are the, those people too as well. Right. So um, number one is, I mean, 10 extra thinking, right? So asking bigger and better questions. So the thing that I want you to take away from this is write down a question that you can ask yourself that's bigger than the current question you're asking yourself in an area that you're working to improve yourself on. Mm-hmm. So that could be um, business, personal, financial, spiritual, how you're using your money, leadership could be any of those things. So ask your, you know, write down one of those questions and do that. Then kind of play that same thing with this is the thinking plus the action equals different results. So then now that you have a different level of thinking, you have to follow that up with, with, with an action. You can think all day long, but if there's no action, the results actually won't change. Right. Mm-hmm. So in order to actually change the result, which is why we started this process the first time, the 10 X your thinking level, right. Is to change a result that you're looking to change in your life or your business. Right. So whatever that is, what's the result you want to change? Then what's the level of action you have to first start taking? This isn't like I need to go change every single thing in my entire calendar and I'm going to take every single action and just overindulge myself on this. 
it could be, but for most of us, it's probably just some level of action that we're taking to start putting us on this path so that we can create this virtuous cycle. Because as you start changing your result and it starts showing up, you then start reinforcing your thinking pattern. And so you go, Hey, I just increased, I asked a bigger question. It increased and reinforced my thinking, which then is going to strengthen your ability to go take more action. And as you're doing that, then it starts reinforcing everything, which ends up keep giving you a bigger and bigger result. You want me to give you an example of that? I love it. Okay. I think this is what you're talking about, but I I feel like I'm experiencing that right now with 75 hard. Um, As you know, I'm always like, I don't have enough time for things and doing 75 hard. You have to do two 45 minute workouts a day. They have to be at least three or four hours apart. And one has to be outside. So there's a lot of like, in theory, 90 minutes isn't a lot, but you have to factor in getting ready for the workout, um, taking a shower twice a day. Like there's a lot yeah. of, it's a lot of time yeah. and additional time that I had to kind of factor into my life um, when I would normally just work because that's my default. Um, so now that I'm in, think about almost 45 days in, I'm like, okay, cool. This is actually not that hard. I actually had way more time than I thought. Mm. Um, and then I, now I'm thinking, oh, if I can do that, Yes, I can have a kid and I actually, this is literally my <laughs> thinking yeah. and I could actually, um, you know, work and have free time, maybe not free time with the kid, but you know, have time for myself, work, have kid. I can, I can do it. No problem. And that all came just from doing 75 hard. Well, that's an awesome example. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that the truth though? Because then yeah. it starts reinforcing. You're going, oh, well maybe, and that's part of it. I think a lot of people go, well, I just don't have time to work out. And then when you actually start working out, you realize how much time you were wasting. Oh yeah. And, and not just wait. I don't just mean wasting. Like you, the thing is when you're in that member, you're in some level of thinking. Now you're in some level of action. Now that's giving you a result that thinking may go, I'm going to go home and sit on the couch and grab a, like it can be a habitual one. Like, you, you go home and like, certain people grab certain food, right? Or certain beverage or whatever that is. And they go and they, they don't sit over there, right? Or whatever that result is. That Bef- I was gonna say before 75 hard every day, when I walked in, I turned my laptop on and started checking emails. Yeah. Now the first thing I do is I turn my laptop on and get my workout yes. ready to go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, I mean, that's, that's the example of it. It creates this virtuous cycle that you can then bring into every aspect of your life. Yeah. I actually remember that speaking of exercise, when I, um, when I first went to that four day a week calendar was probably about five years ago, four and a half years ago at this four and a half years ago at this point. And it became from the fact that when I was training for a full Ironman, I needed basically a full day of training. Mm-hmm. And I remember going like, I'm not going to waste my entire Saturday, you know, training. And it's, and here's the thing is when you train for eight hours in a day, seven, eight hours in, a, in that one long day, it's not like you just, you you take a shower and you're like ready to go. Like you're mm-hmm. exhausted, right? Like you just want to like, you don't know if you want to cry or if you want to like go sleep. Right. And one of your first values and first principles is family. Exactly. So you weren't going to sacrifice yes. family time for, um, the workout. So you needed to adjust. Yeah. So I remember I went to, I went to our EA at the time and I said, Hey, can you, can you just cancel my Friday? (laughs) And I ended up canceling like three or four Fridays in a row. And finally, I think you walked in there and said, why don't you just cancel all your Fridays? And we shifted my Fridays appointments and everything to like everything. I actually think we shifted everything that, that week to a a much more front loaded Monday, Tuesday, and really crammed those in there Mm -hmm. and still had some flexibility. And then I was like, wow, like I can do all of this. I can still actually have you know, a workout day, which I was still listening to a bunch of audio and, and I was actually doing other things that were 
that were important too as well. Um, and you're able to create that day. And that was just, that it came from exercise as well too. And now that's kind of leaked into it where I don't necessarily train the same way anymore. Um, but I love having that freedom day mm-hmm. where I can make four or five phone calls to people I need to catch up with. I can add a couple appointments in there that I need to, I can, whatever that needs to happen. Um, and now it's kind of helped reinforce my calendar for the first four days. Well, I was um, going to say, since we're talking about 10xing thinking, um, and particularly for leaders, but in any position, um, very often that day for you is also a thinking day. Yeah. And that also allows you to continue to elevate your thinking, and um, which then brings the whole organization up to a different level of thinking. That's exactly right. Which is important for leaders to make sure that they have those thinking days. And then when I actually talk to some of our uh, force multiplier community, I'm telling them the same thing we tell every leader because I just, I think that they are one of the key leaders of an organization along with the principal, but, um, between the thinking and elevating their level of thinking and learning to ask, since we're talking about questions, learning to ask really great questions for me, that is what leadership is largely about. And also that is what makes a good leader into a great leader is by being able to, um, help elevate other people's thinking, shift their perspective, challenge their thinking and, be the one with the best questions in the room. Yeah, I love that. So the first thing is to 10x your thinking is to ask bigger and better questions. Number two is to think about the equation. Thinking plus action equals results. Again, just knowing that if you want a result to change, the action can come and then the thinking will ultimately change. Again, we gave a couple different examples of there, but really it's the thinking, then the action, the result comes. And number three is what, Hallie? Well, it's knowing what result you need. What result are you targeting? Yeah. Um, and getting very, very clear on that so that you um, determine what result you need to, I want to say 10x, but really like to double down on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And by asking yourself questions to get to what is the what is the result that's going to actually move the needle the most for my business, for my health, whatever it is. Yeah, and so for your example, it was, it was 75 hard, right? Yes, the result, well, that's the action. The yeah. action is 75 yeah, okay. hard. Yeah, that's right. Um, the result is, I don't know yet. The result is sticking to it for now. Yeah. The result is just doing it. Yeah. Um, and being able to say that I did the 75 hard. So if you're tracking with us, the question that you wrote down is like, what's one area that you want to really improve that you want to 10 extra thinking on? It's what is that? What is the result that you need to really double down on? That could be the, but isn't that really the result that you need to double down? On? Isn't that more of the action? Isn't it more of the activity they need to double down on? Yeah. Yes. I guess the result that I was looking for is weight loss. Yes. Right. Yeah. So what did I choose to do? I, cho- I chose to do 75 hard SD. Yeah. Do I know what the result is going to be yet? Not really. Yeah. Um, but the action was 75 hard and that's what you ended up doubling yes. down on. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So that could be anything from, that could be like recruiting, right? That could mm-hmm. be looking to grow your organization. That could be some sort of sales target goal, right? That could be, um, maybe it's a leadership academy that you need to, to, to sign up for. Maybe it's a coach that you need to bring into your life. Maybe it's a, you know, a, uh, a meeting they need to set with your family every single month. So you're going over specific, you know, goals that you guys have as a family, right? Which are the actions. Yes. The result being deeper and more meaningful relationships or better leadership um, or you need to hire five people yeah. for your company, right? So yes. then recruiting would be the action. Yes, that's exactly right. So the number four is um, how do you ask the big questions then really own the results? By bringing it down to a number. That's what immediately comes to mind for me. The only way to actually own the results. And that's actually maybe why I'm a little like hesitant on my result for 75 hard. It's a little, um, it's not clear to me yet. Like I just say, oh, I want to lose weight. Do I actually have a number? 
for how much weight I want to lose in seven, during 75 hard? No, I don't. And I probably need to get a little bit more clear on that. I still have 30 days and I could probably hit it mm-hmm. if I get really clear on that. Yeah. Well, because the clearer you are, then you actually know if you're hitting it or not. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's like when, when people like, it's like when people even walk around, they say, Hey, how are you? It'd be a lot better if we just talked in like numbers, like mm-hmm. you a scale one to 10, like, how are you? Like I'm a six. I know what that means instead of like good. Right. <laughs> so numbers just help provide clarity and, and illustrate the, the result that you're after and the story a little bit too, as well. They, I mean, numbers tell the story. So if your goal was to go out there and increase your EBITDA by 15% and your EBITDA was, you know, $100,000 last year, then you want to add, you know, $15,000 of EBITDA profit, then basically then you know exactly what their number is. And then you can backtrack into what actions do I need to take in order to do that. That could be expense cutting, that could be adding a position, that could be adding a sales position, whatever that looks like to be. Um, but you're starting to, to ask the bigger questions and own the results with specific numbers that are attached to it. Correct. And that's the thing that people need to take away from that. And, and big, and well, we talked about the kind of the big numbers too, but like if, especially if you, let's just use real estate, for example, if typically your team um, holds two open houses a week while asking a question and you need to increase your sales, then you can say, well, how do we um, hold 15 open houses this week? Yeah. You know, think of the example that we did, we, um, when we started seeing some light sales numbers in our organization, we basically made the recommendation is that everyone needs to go out there and have like two call nights for the next 30 days. Right, right. And we typically had one. And so we, right, we doubled that. We doubled that down to two. And then the really interesting thing is people saw the benefit of those two. Some stuck with it for another month. Some didn't. Some added one because they weren't really doing any. Right. <laughs> but, um, but the whole point was, it was like, hey, let's just for this next 30 days, let's see what the result looks like by doubling down on this activity. And the thing that when you're doing, you're doing this is you should tr- explain to the team that it's, it's not going to be forever. Maybe it is, but maybe it isn't, but you don't know that. So if you don't go in there and say, Hey, we're going to do two, you know, additional call nights every single week forever. People get exhausted by that. Mm-hmm. But if you walk in there and say, Hey, we're going to do two additional call nights for the next 30 days to kind of give this real big boost. So we can come into August with this huge tailwind. That's a different conversation versus the one that's going, Hey, we're just going to do this forever. Right. People work in better and burst that way. And they can see the end result that's going to happen from that. Um, so they'll, they'll end up getting the benefit from there. And what you'll also realize is maybe they all don't continue to go two different call nights a week. But what they find is that they start individually getting that, wow, my action changed. So it changed my result has given me more predictability in terms of cash flow or a certain sales number. So then they can start themselves start to realize, well, if I just actually double down on some of these things when I need to, I can actually generate the result that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And that can be in business and weight loss and personal, whatever it is. It's just, you're always, you're always asking bigger and better questions. You're, you're, you're taking a different level of action, right? And, and as you start to double down on your activities, you're owning the results with a specific number that you're attaching to this. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth one we, we like to put in there because I think it's really important, which is this is a question that I always ask myself a lot. Um, and I've asked myself this from the very, very beginning, um, which is that if someone else can do it, why not me? Mm-hmm. I love that question. Why not me? Right. It's like I, I remember when I first started out, you know, even in real estate, and I was hardly making any money at all. And I was like, well, why can't I build that? Yeah. Why not? What's what's the other alternative? Asking a question that says you can't. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, yesterday you were sharing that story of a team that you saw at a conference that was maybe doing like 45 or 50 million yeah. in sales volume, and which was like one of the top yeah, teams in, then, the, yeah. in the country. And for some reason, I don't know why this just came to mind, but I'm just thinking, yeah, that's a great, like, if they can do it, why couldn't you? And then yeah. you did. And yeah. then then the, now the number was, then it went to 100 million and then it went to 300 million, you know? Yeah. So I mean, you should always ask the question, like, why not me? 
Yeah. Right? I actually asked the same question in, a, in, a, in an Ironman. Mm. When I climbed Kilimanjaro, I was like, well, everyone else can do it. Why not me? Yeah. And like when I was doing an Ironman, I'm like, well, why not me? We're doing 75 hard. Plenty of other thousands of people across the United States are doing it. Why not me? Is there a, <laughs> is there a limit to that? Like, uh, where where reality comes into play. Well, I think a there's 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 physical limitations that yeah. some people may have. I'm listening to Winning by by Tim Grover, yeah. and I'm like, well, if Michael Jordan can do it, why not yeah. me? Well, I, you know. But still, what's the what's the harm in asking that question, though? Yeah. There isn't. I, I guess not. There, that's where I, my overthinking kicks in, and then yeah. I just start. Um, well, you because know, at some point, like Michael Jordan said, other people in the in in, in the in the you know, our professional basketball players, why can't I do it? Yeah. And I think you just got to, you just always ask the question. So it's in business or personal life or whatever that is, you can say, well, why can't I have kids and work out and have a family <laughs> and do I all of those different things? A why don't other plenty of do other people doing it? They're figuring out a way. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You know, what's funny. And this is a side topic, but I was talking with Sarah, like when I was, when I was sick, um, I, uh, uh, when I had this virus, this crazy summer virus, I love how they call it like a summer flu. I was going to say, it wasn't COVID. No, it was not COVID. That's what everyone, everyone always I know, was everyone COVID? wants to know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was not COVID. They tested me for COVID like five times. It was not COVID. It was just a, it was just a really weird summer flu that I got. And I love, it's like the summer, like it dresses it up. Like it's like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know, just the way yeah. I, they probably didn't do it that way, but the way I think about no. it. But anyways, you know what I was thinking about the whole time when, I'm, when I was, cause you couldn't, like when I'm sitting there, like I couldn't, like you couldn't watch TV. Like my head hurt too much. You couldn't even listen to podcasts. You're just sitting there like it's just miserable. Um, but one of the things that I was saying, I'm like, man, how does a single mom or dad that gets this sick do this? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that. Too. I'm going, yeah. this is like, I mean, you know, I was, I've, I've never missed more than a day, two days consecutively ever from work in my work life. Mm-hmm. And it's put me out for a week. I know a week. And I was like, how do people do this that can't like, like they don't have, you know, that it's just really challenging. And then it made me, it actually hurt my heart to think about kids. Cause I had a, you know, fever that kept coming in and if I didn't take Advil, it would, it would, it would go up. And I'm like, these kids they don't, they don't have Advil to be mm-hmm. able to control these fevers and they're dying. And I'm like, just made me really think about a lot of things, which is kind of yeah. interesting um, from that whole thing about like, then you can 10 X and I'll start thinking like, well, how do I help? save them <laughs> how yeah. do you help just provide um you know care to individuals you know we take so much for granted you know somebody asked me they said you know what'd you learn from all of this and one of the things i learned is how petty we are mm, okay. so tell, much tell me more about that just the pettiness in most human beings give me an example just what they get upset about what they're angry about what they don't have what they need to have and it's just the pettiness of just kind of of how people behave and I just thought that was really interesting just because when you're sitting there, you're going, man, all you want to do is be able to just move. Mm-hmm. You want to have your health. And that's never going to, it lasted long enough that it's never going to uh, never leave me ever. And it's just like the, the pettiness of just like, well, I didn't have that. Or, you know, how come this didn't go on this? Or how come not me? Or different things. And trust me, my mind my, my wanted to do that victim language a lot too. Like, why does this happen to me? Everyone else is running around, but it's just kind of let it go. And you surrender. A lot of surrender, by the way. Because you that is, the, the I think, the number one test for surrender. Because you can't do anything else but surrender to it. Um, but just the pettiness and just how people are. Um, right? It's just really kind of fascinating to kind of watch that, of their entitlement um, yeah, I was going to say, of course, I want to go look up the actual definition of pettiness, but um, also what immediately comes to mind for that is that they're, it's just small thinking. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, pulls that in full circle here, just like the, how do you 10X your thinking? Um, stop thinking small about life. Yeah. 
right? Start 10xing your life about, hey, I woke up and I'm freaking healthy today. Because right. I, I, you know, I told my brother on his birthday, I said, you know, um, after this, I said, dude, you understand one day you're going to wake up and you're not going to ever be here again. And it's going to be that fast. And I said, because it can just happen at any moment. And I said, so just go out there and enjoy every part of your life. Because when it happens and it's all of a sudden there, you don't know when it's going to be there. And it just is. You mean death? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like you're just going like you to, oh yeah. You said one, yeah. one day you, well, you're going you're to wake, wake up and you're not going to, you yeah, yeah, I said, you're going to, you're going to wake up and you're going to die. Or you're going to wake up and realize. You're not going to wake up. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're going to wake up and then you're just going to be done. Yeah. Right. Um, Forever. You're going to transition out of here. And it's just, and that should really help 10x a lot of your life. Like just the the simplistic nature of just enjoying everything about it. Um, Yes, I understand the problems and challenges and solve them all and enjoy them all. But there's just so much that we can gain from when we start thinking about how do you 10x your entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that becomes one of the biggest benefits that you can take away uh, from this is just how do you ask bigger questions about life? Meaning, what is the purpose of my life, right? What, what do I actually really want to do here? Mm-hmm. Why am I actually here? And so you ask these bigger, you know, um, questions about your life, uh, then you're going to get a different answer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, that may be, you know, one that you need to do some self-inquiry on. Because I think you're going to you're going to find that when you start asking those bigger questions about your life, it actually will leak in every other part of your your life, too, as well. Your relationships, your your business relationships, how you treat people, how you build your organization. All of those things will be um, dramatically impacted by the questions you ask about what is the purpose of your life, particularly for founders. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that has a lot to do with them because, it, you know, there's founders that if the purpose is to make money, then that's going to be the purpose. Right. And it's, an, and I get it. It's important too, but you could ask bigger and better questions. So to 10 X your thinking, right. To start with ask bigger and better questions. I just love to start with the one with life. Right. Number two, um, really think about the thinking plus the action equals results. Number three, what results do you really need to double down on? Figure what those are based on the first question that we had you write down, which is what is an area of your life that we want to improve? Number four, how do you own those results, which is attaching a number to it? And then number five, if someone else can do it, why not you? Hey everybody, thanks for hanging with us today. Do you want to be more mindful and present at work and home? How present are you in your daily life right now? Living consciously can reduce stress and unlock a whole new level of joy and success. Take our consciousness quiz to find out where you are and get some tips on how to bring consciousness into your life. This quiz is about exploring your inner world and accepting where you are right now. From there, real change can happen. You can find our consciousness quiz at adamhergenrother.com forward slash consciousness quiz. So enjoy. Enjoy.